Hello and welcome back to Weathering the Storm, a podcast where we strive to weather the storms of life by placing and sustaining an unwavering faith in God. I'm your host, Drew Suttles. Today we are recording episode 16 of our brand new season of Weathering the Storm. I say brand new, but we're actually winding it down. Uh, We have 21 episodes in this season, so uh, just five more to go, including this one. Uh, But excited for this study as we think about what Peter said regarding the responsibilities of shepherds. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 5, focusing in on verses 1 through 4. So if you have your Bibles, if you're in a place where you can open them and read along with me, again, that'll be 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. We're looking at the uh, role and the responsibilities of elders from the viewpoint of Peter, who also served as an elder in the Lord's church. Before we dive into that text, I would like to uh, remind everybody that this is a work of the Scattered Broad Network. And I'm extremely thankful for this podcast to be on that network. Uh, it's been a privilege to be on uh, with these with these good men. And so we appreciate you listening uh, to not just this podcast, but all the podcasts on the network. If you haven't already, we invite you to go and to find us on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to our master feed. You can find us, our website, The Scattered Broad Network at uh, org, and you can email us at network at gmail.com. So again, just extremely grateful for you and to be on this network. Today, as we think about the responsibilities of shepherds, we want to start by introducing the shepherd motif in Scripture. Uh, when you go back through Scripture, you think about some of God's leaders being shepherds. Of course, we think about Moses, we think about David, and others who were shepherds. Of course, Jesus is the ultimate shepherd, the chief shepherd. And in John chapter 10, he talked about being the good shepherd who knows his sheep by name. And of course, they hear his voice and they follow him. Of course, we think about the shepherd's psalm, Psalm 23. Uh, One of the books in my library is by Philip Keller, and it's a a shepherd's look at Psalm 23. Great material. Uh, If you can get your hands on that, it'd be a great addition to your library. But we understand then that the Bible has a lot to say about shepherds. And even going back to the book of Ezekiel, about the false shepherds and the leaders of God's people who weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing. So we think about the word shepherd, and we apply that to the leadership of the Lord's church, then we understand that not only is it a description, but it's also an action. The idea of shepherding is leading and feeding and providing for the flock. And so when you think about the New Testament church and how it is organized, Jesus Christ is the head of the church, Colossians 1.18. He is the head of the church, which is his body, Ephesians 1.22 and 23. He is the savior of the body, Ephesians 5.22 and following. And so Jesus is the one that is over the church. The church is not Uh, doesn't have some kind of earthly headquarters like we see in the denominational world, but rather the headquarters of the church is in heaven because that's where Jesus is, at the right hand of God. And so Jesus is the head of the church. And then when you think about the church being organized, there are to be a qualified uh, group of men known as elders. This word elder, of course, we see in several different ways in the original language. Elders, presbyters, shepherds, overseers, bishops, and pastors. It's important because one man is not to be an overseer. It is not a pastor. And many times I hear that, people will call me that. That's not what I am. I'm a minister. 
And I serve under pastors, plural. I serve under elders and eldership of men, again, that meet certain qualifications uh, that we find in the Word of God. In fact, you can read about the qualifications of elders in 1 Timothy chapter 3, also in Titus chapter 1. And when the Bible speaks of the Holy Spirit making overseers, it's the concept, it's the idea, it's the fact that what the Spirit has revealed are those qualifications. And therefore, that's how he makes them overseers. They meet the qualifications, and they can serve in that capacity. So again, we think about the New Testament church and how it is organized. The church that belongs to Jesus, that he purchased with his own blood, Acts 20.28. It is to be organized with a, a plurality of qualified men serving as elders or shepherds. So with those thoughts in mind, again, as we introduce this study, introduce what the Bible says about elders and shepherds. Let's think about Peter, who was a shepherd. So 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. The elders who are among you I exhort, I who am, who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly not for dishonest gain, but eagerly, nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. This is some wonderful language, and it's some really some beautiful language that Peter uses. And when I was preparing for this episode, I just got to thinking, when you think about Peter, maybe this is the last thing we think about. But maybe it ought to be closer to the first thing we think about. You know, he was a disciple. He was an apostle. He was, in many ways, the spokesman of the group. Uh, he, he was very impulsive. He was somebody who was very strong-willed. Of course, we think about Peter who denied Jesus. We think about Peter who later repented of this and wept bitterly. We think of Peter who preached the first gospel sermon in its entirety, Acts chapter 2. He opened the door of faith to the Gentiles, Acts chapter 10. He was withstood to the face by Paul, Galatians chapter 2. So many things that, that we think about in the life of Peter. And for some reason, one of the last things that we emphasize is that he served as an elder in the Lord's church. I don't know, I haven't been able to find this, this source, but it's been document. it's been told, rather, not well documented, but it's been passed on, that when uh, James Garfield stepped down uh, to be the President of the United States, that was his comment. I have stepped down from the highest office in the land to be President of the United States. Just kind of shows then the amazing respect that we are to have for elders who serve in the Lord's church. Currently, I'm serving uh, as the minister here for the Equipment Church of Christ. I've been here for three years now, and and I'll tell you this, and um, and I say this with, with with all the love in my heart. I, I serve under one of the greatest elderships that I've ever been privileged to be around. Now, these four men are, are incredible leaders. They are unique. They all bring something different to the table, but they respect one another. They love one another, but more importantly, they love God and they love God's Word. And it is a joy for me to serve under them. Uh, I remember Brother Wes Hazel preaching at Posh in the Pulpit a few years ago, and he talked about the eldership 
down the road at Forest Park here in Valdosta, and he said it's when, when the preacher's working under an eldership, and when the eldership is working alongside the preacher, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. There, there's harmony there, and you're working together. Of course, on the flip side, he brought out when, when those two things are not together, it, it, can be, it can be awful. It can be tragic, really. But I am very, very grateful for my shepherds, for my elders here at the church in Quitman, and it's just a joy to submit to them. And so as we work through the text of 1 Peter 5, bring out a few points. I want to look at some other passages as well, because we're weathering the storm with Peter. And when you think about what Peter went through, all the things that he went through, think about how it must have weighed on his mind and on his heart, the members there in the congregation. Because he served as one of the elders there. Again, maybe we don't think about that enough, but that's what the Bible says. He was an elder. And so we think about the language in First Peter chapter 5. Let's consider the source. Let's consider Peter and his spiritual maturity, his spiritual growth to now serving as an elder, one of the elders in the Lord's church in the local congregation. The first thing that I want to emphasize when he talks about the responsibilities of shepherds is he says to shepherd the flock. Shepherd the flock. That's in verse 2, the very first part. You'll notice if you have your Bible open, the, the grammar there You have the punctuation, you have the colon. And so he says, the elders who are among you, I exhort. He's he's writing to them. He's emphasizing this to them. He says, I am a fellow elder. I'm also an elder. Here's his instruction. Of course, he's inspired of God to to write this and say this. Shepherd the flock of God. That is an action verb. Shepherd. We find this word in Acts 20, 28. When Paul is with the elders in the church at Ephesus, and of course he's giving them the farewell there in that chapter, he says, Take heed to yourselves and unto the flock over the which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to, and here's our word, shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. And so the first thing that Peter emphasizes harmonizes what Paul emphasized to those brethren there, those elders in Ephesus. Shepherd the church of God. Shepherd the flock. What's involved in shepherding? As we mentioned in our introductory comments, it's feeding the flock, it's leading the flock, it's protecting the flock, it's providing for the flock. And here we think about this from a spiritual context. Lead them. Feed them. Of course, the Word of God, is. they need to have a, a healthy diet of that, and it's the elder's responsibility to come together as an eldership and to see to it that the sheep are being fed properly but also to protect them, protect them from false doctrine, protect them from falling away at all cost, Titus chapter 1, and to provide for them spiritually, to know that that they're there for them, that I'm, I'm there as the elders are there for the flock. They're there for the sheep, and the sheep know that, and they can trust them, and they can follow alongside them. And so, again, when everything is the way that God designed it, it goes beautifully. When it goes against that, then it's going to be chaotic. So the first thing that Peter brings out when talking about the responsibilities of shepherds is that they are to shepherd the flock. That is an action. That's a responsibility. Second, he points out that they are to serve as overseers. Serve as overseers. This is also in verse 2. Shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, 
but eagerly. So willingly and eagerly serving in this capacity. It is a service. It is a sacrifice for elders to serve. Serve as overseers. The word overseers there is only found three times in the New Testament. This is with the New King James Version. You have it uh, here, overseers. You have 1 Peter 2.25 and then back to Acts 20.28 that we talked about earlier. So those are the only three times you find it. And this word, literally in the Greek language, episkopos, and you break that down. Epi, to look to over, and then skopos, which sounds like scope. It's the idea of to look over. And that is what is an overseer, uh, to see over, oversee. That's what elders are doing. And so they're shepherding the flock. And then Peter says they are to serve as overseers. They oversee the congregation. They know the sheep. They know the flock. And they're there for them to provide, to help them. Shepherd the flock. Serve as overseers. And third and finally, Peter says, set the example. Set the example. Look at verses 3 and 4, again in 1 Peter chapter 5. He tells them to serve as overseers, to do it for the right reasons, to be willing, to be eager, not being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. So it's not this idea that they, they rule with an iron fist. They, they put their thumb down on everybody. But rather they lead by example. They're setting the example that others are to follow. He says, be examples to the flock, and then look at the reward they have. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. So as they are setting the example, where do they get their example? Well, they're following the lead of the chief shepherd. They're following the lead of the good shepherd, Jesus. Look at his qualities. Look at what he did as he led people and the elders of the Lord's church today are to do the same thing. Shepherd the flock, serve as overseers, and set the example. When you look at Hebrews 13, if you'd like to flip back just a few pages with me, Hebrews chapter 13, there are two verses here that really emphasize this, this last point of setting the example as, as elders, as overseers. First, we have Hebrews 13 and verse 7. Look at the language. Remember those who rule over you who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. So we connect that with 1 Peter 5. Those who rule over you, so there's your overseers, there's your shepherds, who have spoken the word of God to you. What does that mean? Well, they fed you. <laughs> but one of the qualifications of elders is being apt to teach and, and be, having the ability, the willingness and ability to teach. You teach them in a public setting, teach them in a, in a private setting, but have enough knowledge of the Word of God that you can teach others. And of course, by extension, the elders are feeding the flock as a faithful minister is able to preach the Word. That, that is the elders saying, we are feeding the flock uh, through, through this avenue and making sure that the Word of God is being proclaimed and being upheld and that the truth is being heralded. Again, going back to Titus chapter 1. But then the phrase, Whose faith follow? You're following their example. You're following their faithfulness, considering the outcome of their conduct. What did Peter say was the outcome or the, the reward or end result? When the chief shepherd appears, you receive a crown of glory. That, that's the emphasis that is brought out and that is brought forth. But also in Hebrews 13, notice verse 17. 
The writer says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. Did you notice the parallels there as well? Back to 1 Peter 5. Here we see that that the elders are to shepherd the flock, but here we have the responsibility for the flock as well, don't we? Here's what the sheep are to do. You obey those who rule over you, and you be submissive. But why? Here's that language of overseers. They watch out for your souls as those who must give account. The elders of the congregation are going to give an account the day of judgment for the souls within that congregation. That's heavy, and that's a very great, deep responsibility, which really points out the purpose for us as members of the church, the local congregation that, that where we work and where we serve, we need to obey those who rule over us and be submissive to them because they're watching out for our souls. They want what's best for us. They want us to grow spiritually. They want us to go to heaven. But notice again the responsibility of the sheep. Let them do so with joy. Let the elders oversee and shepherd the flock with joy and not with grief. That would be unprofitable for you. It goes back to what Peter said there in 1 Peter 5. Let them do so willingly, not by compulsion, eagerly, not by, you know, I've just, I guess I'll, st- I guess I'll do this. But they want to do it. But make sure it's a joy for them and not a grief. Again, that's where the, sh- the sheep come into play. And so when you think about Peter, the words that Peter uses here and the language that, that he uses, of course, again, he's inspired of God to say it, but he tells them to shepherd the flock, to serve as overseers, and to set the example. Peter is one who was able to look at the perfect example in Jesus. He got to listen to the good shepherd. and Of course, he was led by the good shepherd. But what I love about this entire context is what we found in what we find in John 21. Remember what Jesus asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And Peter would say, "Yes, Lord, you know that." What did Jesus tell Peter to do? He said, "Feed my sheep." And in a very practical way, as one of the elders of the Lord's church there in that location, Peter was able to feed the sheep of the Lord. Peter understood this great responsibility. He was a man who matured to the point where he could serve in that role. And when you think of the words that, that, that he penned all those many years ago, they still ring true today, and they will until the Lord comes back. Elders of the Lord's church have a great responsibility. And as Peter has reminded us, it is to shepherd the flock, serve as overseers, and to set the example. So may we be in prayer all the time for our elders. Pray for them, for their families, pray for their work, but also let's be submissive and let's help them along the way so they can do so with joy and not with grief. And remember, they're watching out for our souls. So let's be there with them. Let's help them in any way that we can. But again, keep them in mind. Pray about them. Pray for them and be there for them every chance that you get. Peter served as an elder in the Lord's church. And so as we weather the storm with Peter this season, no doubt this was something that gave him a lot of stress. (laughs) No doubt it gave him a lot of great responsibility. 
but he did so with joy because he had the great example of Jesus as the great shepherd. So as we look to Peter's example, ultimately as we look to Jesus' example, let's do the very best that we can to serve God to the best of our ability, not by compulsion, but willingly. Do so with joy out of a, a, a heart a servant's heart, because that's what God desires for all of us. I thank you so much for listening today. If you're if you're listening to this as as an elder in the Lord's church, know that I love and appreciate you for what you are doing, uh, and please keep it up. Keep up the good fight. Keep up the great work that you're doing, because it will not go unnoticed. Hebrews six ten, and what a great blessing it is to be a member of the Lord's church and to just follow the pattern that He has set forth for us in the New Testament. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.